Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Left, Right and Centre. My colleague Sonia Singh and I are at the World Economic Forum here in Davos, Switzerland. We've got all the key members of Team India on the India Decade and the Global Perspective. We also have the Chief of the Niti Aayog. We've got many other special guests on our programming tonight. Rishad Premji joins us, the head of Wipro. We've also got the Chief Minister of Maharashtra, one of many states over here, pushing the India story. Don't miss the India Decade special coverage on NDTV. Hello and welcome. We're coming to you live from Davos. I'm very excited to have with me Mr. Parmeshwaran Ayer. He, of course, is the CEO of the Niti Aayog, the Indian government's main think tank. And he's had an illustrious career and got his hands dirty, as they say, with his involvement with the Swachh Bharat mission and many other government posts. Mr. Ayer, thanks so much. And how are you enjoying Davos so far? No, it's great. It's a little cold, but a very warm welcome for India. So it's great to be here. It's actually wonderful because we are here at such a tense geopolitical time for the world. But India seems to be standing out in terms of its growth figures, its numbers, its uh, geopolitical stand. What's the big takeaway, you think, for India at a time when uh, organization after organization is warning of a possible global recession? Sure. Even in the couple of days I've been here with the Indian delegation, it's very clear that there's uh, almost universal acknowledgement that India is the one bright spot in the, in the global situation with the global headwinds. Uh, it's strong growth performance, you know, whether you look at the World Bank uh, rating or the IMF uh, forecast. I think that there's recognition that amidst global uncertainty in terms of resilience and growth, India has managed to do a very good job. So I think there's recognition of that. Uh, it, you know, coming back to all the reforms which have taken place over the last seven or eight years, uh, the structural reforms, whether you look at uh, the IBC, whether you look at PLI, uh, GST. So I think on the economic front, but also on the inclusion front, there's recognition that uh, India is probably, uh, you know, is going to lead uh, in these uncertain times. How does India insulate itself from the impact or at a time when we are all more global in terms of markets we look for, whether it's imports or exports, when countries which are, say, our traditional import partners or export partners are going through recessions or possible recessions? No, like you said, Sonia, it is an interconnected world, right? You, you, no country can escape that. But I think the measures which have been taken, which have been put in place structurally, as I said, over the past few years, they are standing us in good stead. Uh, if you look at inflation, it's, you know, it's come down over the last year. Uh, it's being balanced. The fiscal situation, again, uh, you know, uh, consolidation has taken place. GSE revenues are at a record high. Mm -hmm. Then the incentives for manufacturing uh, in sunrise sectors, even exports. So I think overall, uh, you know, there is a sense that all the hard work which has been put in place, uh, then the social net programs, whether it's Ayushman Bharat, uh, whether it's the food uh, security program. So right. on a number of fronts, both in terms of growth, uh, ease of doing business, you know, our ranking came down from 142 uh, many years ago to 62. A number of uh, measures which have been taken to reduce compliances. Again, there's the Jan Vishwas bill, which has been introduced in Parliament. Yes. So I think on multiple fronts, uh, and, you know, we have seen that in Davos, uh, India is open for business. And I think the world and, and many CEOs are looking at us as a very important destination. So uh, that point you made uh, just now as well about India being open for business, what do you think is the big 
change or the big opportunity we need to seize? Because, of course, we've seen that uh, recently some sectors shifting away from China, the India now going, plan to go big in the semiconductor area. What are the big uh, opportunities you see for India at this moment and when you're pitching to the world? You know, in this global situation, I think we've got our own uh, unique development trajectory. If you look at the dig- digital sector, I mean, there's phenomenal growth in the digital space. Uh, look at, we have 1.2 billion uh, cell phone owners, 800 million uh, internet uh, users. So the access to digital, you look at Aadhaar, 1.2 billion digital identities in India. Uh, UPI payments, about 7,000 crores uh, in December alone. You've had Satya Nadella and Sudhir Pichai just now talking about India Stack. Just talking about India Stack. So India Stack, again, unique. It's bringing together data, identity and payments. So there is building on our digital backbone. There's huge potential for growth. So I think that's one clear area where the world is looking towards India. It's a big market as well. And it's another area where we can insulate ourselves to, to the extent you can from the global with our own domestic uh, you know, market. There's credit growth as well. So the banking sector is also looking good. So I think overall there are many reasons why the world is looking at India. So that's all the optimism, the good news. What do you think are the big challenges? But because, of course, also when you talk about digitization, there's always the worry about a digital divide, especially in a country like India, where often levels of education or levels of access, most importantly, aren't the same, whether it's even a state to state or even within those states between urban and rural. In fact, uh, I was at a couple of sessions yesterday discussing digital. And India is one of the few countries where actually the digital divide, to a large extent, has been bridged. You look at the number of people who have access to the internet, who have digital identities, who are paying through, uh, you know, digital means. So I think, and this is urban, this is rural. Mm-hmm. India is perhaps the fastest growing digital market. And in, in many ways, India can become uh, sort of India for the world. In the G20, digital economy and data for development are going to be key priorities. Don't forget, Sonia, in the world today, there are 4 billion people in the world without any digital identity. There are 2 billion people who have uh, no access to banks. And more than 100 countries are dealing in cash. India has moved very strongly towards a digital economy. Our digital public goods, whether it's Coven, whether it's Aadhaar, whether it's UPI, we have a very strong backbone, uh, which is helping us in India, but I think it can help the world as well. Mm-hmm. So the big focus, of course, uh, on domestic markets, and there, there is a view, and we've seen this at Davos as well, that perhaps now countries are focusing on domestic markets rather than looking internationally, and for India, that could be the big way ahead. You've also seen this time when you walk in Davos, the whole India spirit, as it were. You're seeing Telangana, Maharashtra, all the different states with their different lounges. How does that work when uh, you can see often states are very vocal politically against each other but when uh, and against uh, say central government if they're not the same party but how does this all come together when it's the Niti Aayog and it's your headache to get them all on the same table? Actually it's Team India and Davos you know it's a phenomenal representation as you said you walk down the street it's India everywhere there are four or five India pavilions there's Maharashtra there's Telangana there's Tamil Nadu Uh, so actually it's a huge Indian delegation they said this is the biggest delegation to Davos they've got four central ministers here We've got ministers from other states. And there's a a growing recognition that this is India's decade, if not century. We were at a breakfast meeting this morning. And 
you can't sort of throw a brick anywhere in Davos without hitting an Indian or a member of the That's Indian why Indian TV is here. <laughs> no, absolutely. In fact, it is the India decade we are all looking forward to and really an equitable, inclusive India of 2023. Thanks so much, Mr. Ayer, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you, Sonia. Pleasure being here. Thank you. Thank you. Well, one of the uh, major business leaders to be here at the World Economic Forum for several years now, but certainly this year as well, Rishad Premji of Wipro. We've had a fantastic conversation in the past. I think the real buzz this time around is the India story. We were here a few months back. Yeah. There wasn't quite the India presence. Do you see yeah. a big change this time? It's remarkable. You know, I think, Vishnu, the rep- representation of India has been growing every year. Yeah. If you walked on the promenade, it's unbelievable how many Indian companies are here. So the relevance of India and the global stage is dramatically mm-hmm. changing over the last uh, few years and even more so in the last 12 months. And so this is a great time for our country and for the opportunity to capture the global stage in a very profoundly different way than before, I think. You know, we've not quite come out of the pandemic, but, you know, when um, many parts of the world were affected much more than they are right now, IT companies tended to benefit. You know, there was so much that happened, favored IT companies. Uh, We went offline. um, uh, We went online when the world couldn't actually operate offline, as it were. But now, has that bubble burst a little bit because we're seeing layoffs in so many places? You know, the tech services industry has a different rhythm than the tech product industry, so that's one fundamental observation. The euphoria of the last couple of years, I think, has slowed down, certainly. But I remain more cautiously optimistic, and I'm using the word more purposefully than before, despite the uncertainty. I think it's a good thing for our industry that some level of attrition has slowed down. Uh, I think it's a good thing that there's more stability building. But I'm incredibly excited about the future for our industry, right? The reality is after customers spend on technology, they have to optimize that technology to make returns on that investment. And so there's a great opportunity for tech services companies like us. And so if you see the conversation across the industry on pipeline, on order booking, that remains positive and buoyant despite the changes. Certainly the nature of that pipeline has shifted to be more cost transformative mm-hmm. as opposed to focusing more so on the digital mm-hmm. and the revenue side of the business. Uh, but, you know, we've had record order bookings last quarter, the highest we've ever had as, an, as a company. Yeah. And so that creates a huge opportunity, which I think I'm very excited about as it unfolds over the next few years. What about the broader IT industry in India now and retrenchments? We've seen so many across so many companies of late. Again, is this part of a bubble uh, bursting? Uh, is it perhaps some sort of a winter before a spring once again in the IT sector in India? So I'm not sure what you mean by retrenchment. Right? Every year organizations look at talent and look at top talent, look at underperforming talent and make make those calls. Look, I think we're still hiring. We're hiring on scale. You know, freshers to me is an important indicator. If I look at the first nine months of the number of freshers Mm -hmm. we've hired, what we hired all year, last year. I am very optimistic about how the momentum continues over the next across couple the of years. I know across across, across tech services. I'm talking about tech services right. as an industry. So many Correct. So I'm not talking about the, the product sure. companies. I'm talking sure. about the services companies sure. Sure. as well. I think one reason for that may also be that in the euphoria, many of these companies mm-hmm. really hired on, on a disruptive scale unlike mm-hmm. ever before. And perhaps they're looking to now optimize and find the right balance and equilibrium. Sure. But I think... For the tech services companies, that model, I think, continues. And the fact that, you know, you've even got the IMF warning of a recession at a global level, that doesn't affect India or the yeah. IT space? So I find it's very interesting. You know, India is a, is a, is a, is a hot story across the yeah. globe. The one learning for me in the last few days here in Davos has been that the, the sobriety that people felt about the world economy is less somber yes. than it was. You know, people are more optimistic than mm-hmm. I find. Uh, people feel that markets like the U.S. will bounce back faster. 
uh, Europe is more colored, but it's showing up differently for different companies. So, for example, for us, we're seeing more positivity in Europe. Our pipeline looks stronger in Europe, just given the nature of the kind of customers and the kind of work we are transacting. So there's also a context of your own business context outside of the economy. But the general feeling is people are more optimistic. They are less bearish yeah. than perhaps they were or perhaps I thought they would be. Uh, over that's the last couple of days. So that's that's exciting and positive. You know, you made some interesting observations on moonlighting and you right. actually, I, I mean, a lot of people were retrenched at, in, because they were moonlighting. Um, do you believe that that's just a complete no-go no, no right. as far as, as, and you know, what were some of your thoughts when, when you actually took that decision? Right. So Vishnu, first of all, I think this has been highly blown out of proportion. It's become highly sort of a story for the sake of becoming a story. One to me, moonlighting simply means that, you know, some having a second job secretively. And I think that is against just the commitment you make morally and contractually to the organization you serve. I'm totally in support of people having a life outside of their job, people doing other things and focusing on other interests and hobbies. But to work for a direct competitor, to work on a job that compromises your impactfulness on your current job, I think is wrong. I think people also confuse the word moonlighting, which means having a second job secretively yeah. with the gig economy and flexibility, sure. and they're distinctly different things. Right. And I think confusing those two things also leads to more controversy than needed. So, uh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, you know, you basically the message is if you're working for us, you'll be committed to us and our cause. I mean, that's the bottom And be line. transparent. Be you transparent know, about we have a to top go code elsewhere, of... Go elsewhere. We have a crowdsourcing platform where right. 1.5 million people sit. We leverage that platform. Mm -hmm. So we're incredibly supportive of the gig economy. Right. That's very different from having a commitment contractually to your company, which you are then violating. They're different sure. things and we shouldn't confuse the two. Let's talk about sustainability. That's something Wipro has focused on a long time back. Sustainability is the big buzzword this time around. Tell us a little bit, tell our viewers a little bit about how you are taking forward that sustainability mission within Wipro. Yeah. So one is, you know, I attended a dinner last night, I attended a breakfast this morning on sustainability. So I find it is much more a front and center agenda than it's ever been here in Davos or that I've had a conversation over the last uh, few years. We are incredibly committed to it, Vishnu. So we've committed as an organization to transform to net zero by 2040 with an interim target of 55% by 2030. Two big components of that are uh, renewable energy in all our campuses by 100% by 2030 mm -hmm. and electric mobility mm -hmm. for all our mobility requirements mm -hmm. within, within the company by 2030. So those are two interim big targets mm -hmm. and we're progressing well, well in advance of those commitments, but that's an incredibly important thing. The other big learning for us, Vishnu, has been an obsessive communication with your stakeholders about understanding the importance of sustainability. So having open conversations with your, with your employees, with your customers and your suppliers that, hey, look, this is going to become more and more important for us as we move forward. So really taking people along. But I think the realization that you cannot not do something about this on an urgent basis has become very profound across stakeholders and certainly among corporations as well. A last question for you, and this is something that uh, you know you've all obviously got from the family from from your dad. Uh, the the entire issue of um, social causes and supporting yeah. them. You run a business at a global level, and yet uh, somewhere in your mind, I suspect right in the front of your mind, is support for social causes. Um, how how is this something that you're constantly involved with? 
Look, we've always been a company that has believed that we cannot be divorced of the communities that we, in which we live and serve. We are a living organism, like a human being is within the communities in which we live. And so that's been an integral part of the organization. We're incredibly proud about the fact that 67% of the economic yeah. interest of Wipro is irrevocably owned by a foundation. That's 67% of every rupee we make goes to a good cause, and that's important. So it's an integral part of the way we think about the organization, how we attract leadership, and just in our fundamental DNA. That's fantastic. Wonderful speaking to you. We'll Great freeze speaking. if we talk uh, yeah. any much longer. It's suddenly gotten extremely cold. cold. But, you know, he's been one of the most uh, inspirational leaders I have sort of interacted with over a period of time. And some of his thoughts on what Wipro does, the social causes, sustainability, and, of course, the, the, the IT model and all of what he's been speaking about, really a model for so many others, not just in India, but across the world. Well, the India story in Davos has been quite impressive. Several state governments have been here. Several central ministers have been here. We have a wonderful guest with us, the Maharashtra Chief Minister, uh, Mr. Shinde. Thanks, sir, very much for being with us. Sir, there are many MOUs that you have signed. Uh, bare, bare Kitne MOUs ho, ho chuke? Davos have World Economic Forum mein, बहुत ही खुशी हुई और यहाँ पर भारत देश जैसे हमारे आदरणीय प्रधानमंत्री मोदी जी के मार्गदर्शन में केंद्रीय मंत्री भी आए थे महाराष्ट्र की ओर से हम लोग भी आए थे यह एक हमारे भारत देश की छाप दिखाई पड़ी खुशी है उस और महाराष्ट्र के लिए भी बहुत बड़ी बात है हमारे यहाँ पर लगभग पूरे दुनिया के कई देशों के लोगों ने जो इंडस्ट्रियलिस्ट है उन्होंने एक लाख सैतीस हजार करोड़ के एमओई साइन किए हैं लगभग एक लाख से ज्यादा और आप कॉन्फिडेंट है कि इम्प्लीमेंट होंगे बिल्कुल उसकी शुरुआत भी और किस सेक्टर्स में है इसमें क्योंकि मुझे बताया जा रहा था कई जगहों में भी है हाँ देखो हाईटेक एंड इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर इंडस्ट्री में फिफ्टी के एमओई साइन हुए इसमें लगभग फोर्टी थ्री जनरेट हो एनर्जी सेक्टर में इलेक्ट्रिक व्हीकल सेक्टर में फोर्टी के एमओई साइन हुए आईटी फिनटेक एंड डेटा सेंटर में 32,000 के एमओई साइन हुए और स्टील मैन्युफैक्चर में 2200 करोड़ के एमओई साइन हुए और एग्रो एंड फूड प्रोसेसिंग में 1,900 के एमओई साइन हुए जिससे लगभग एक लाख सैतीस हजार करोड़ के एमओई साइन हुए और एक लाख से ज्यादा रोजगार जनरेट होंगे ये हमारे लिए बहुत बड़ी बात है जरूर और बड़ी अचीवमेंट भी है लोगों ने हमारी सरकार पे भरोसा रखा है और इसमें मैं आपको बताऊंगा डिटेल में जैसे जो बर्कशायर हथवे अमेरिका जो है इन्होंने भी 16,000 करोड़ के एमओई साइन किए गोगोरो इंडिया प्राइवेट लिमिटेड जो ताइवान के उन्होंने 20,000 के एमओई साइन किए और ये इलेक्ट्रिक व्हीकल जो बैटरी है वो टू व्हीलर में लगाएंगे पांच चार्जिंग सेंटर वो करेंगे ग्रीन को एनर्जी प्रोजेक्ट जो सोलर और हाइड्रो में है हाँ। वो लगभग 12000 करोड़ के एमओई साइन उन्होंने किया पर शिंदे जी ये एमओयूज के अलावा आपने कई पॉलिटिकल लीडर से भी मिला है यहाँ तो उनके बारे में बताएंगे मतलब क्या रहा आपका चर्चा फोकस क्या रहा ये तो एमओई साइन हो गए लेकिन कई लोग हैं मुझे मिले जैसे और जैसे हमारे सेंटर मिनिस्टर तो मिले उनसे भी मेरी बात हुई लेकिन लेग्जम्बर के प्राइम मिनिस्टर भी मिले सिंगापुर से के मिनिस्टर भी यहाँ आए यहाँ आए थे सऊदी अरेबिया के मिनिस्टर भी मिले थे और कई इंटरनेशनल लेवल के 
बड़े इंडस्ट्रियलिस्ट भी मिले और जैसे इसमें मित्तल जी का नाम नहीं है वो भी मिले अच्छा हाँ तो वो भी इन्वेस्ट कर रहे जी और ये बहुत बड़ी हमारे लिए अच्छी और आपका जो मेन मैसेज है शायद सब इंटरनेशनल इन्वेस्टर्स की मेक महाराष्ट्र एन इन्वेस्टमेंट डेस्टिनेशन क्योंकि स्टेटिस्टिकली 15 परसेंट ऑफ इंडिया जीडीपी महाराष्ट्र से आता है महाराष्ट्र इज अ बिग सपोर्टर ऑफ कंट्री इन जीडीपी जी या और आपका ये मेन सेलिंग पॉइंट रहा है अभी हम लोग देखो जैसे हमारे आदरणीय प्रधानमंत्री जी का फाइव ट्रिलियन डॉलर इकोनॉमी का जो सपना है उसमें महाराष्ट्र सपोर्ट करेगा हमारा भी टारगेट है वन ट्रिलियन डॉलर की एक, एक अंतिम सवाल लास्ट कुछ महीनों में काफी महत्वपूर्ण प्रोजेक्ट्स महाराष्ट्र से बाहर गए हैं जैसे वो एयरबस का एक प्रोजेक्ट था जो गुजरात जा चुका है उसके अलावा और दो तीन प्रोजेक्ट्स भी थे तो अब आपके ख्याल से जो इम्पोर्टेंट प्रोजेक्ट्स जो आप एक्सपेक्ट कर रहे थे वो महाराष्ट्र में ही रहेंगे और बिल्कुल और वो देखिए प्रधानमंत्री ने कोई गारंटी अश्योरेंस दिया बिल्कुल जो अभी आपने बताया कि देखो कोई भी इंडस्ट्री ऐसे दो तीन महीने में आती है और जाती नहीं है जी अभी हमारी सरकार को तो पांच ही महीने हुए पर एक एक्सपेक्टेशन था कि महाराष्ट्र में ही होगा ये कुछ अभी जो इंडस्ट्री है यहाँ पर जो एमोसाइन के वो हमारे यहाँ रहेगी और आदरणीय प्रधानमंत्री जी ने भी हमें आश्वस्त किया है कि नई बड़ी इंडस्ट्री महाराष्ट्र में आएगी जैसे कई आएगी देखो अभी तो कोई डिस्कस हुआ है कोई बड़ा वाला प्रोजेक्ट महाराष्ट्र में आने वाला है अभी ये लगभग एक लाख सैतीस हजार करोड़ के एमओन हुए जी ये हंड्रेड परसेंट एग्जीक्यूट करेंगे हम लोग उसका लैंड आइडेंटिफाई भी करने का हमारा काम शुरू हुआ है हम लोग यहाँ पर इंडस्ट्री को बढ़ावा देने का हमारी सरकार ने निर्णय लिया है जैसे हम लोग ने कैबिनेट में मैं और हमारे डिप्टी चीफ मिनिस्टर देवेंद्र जी हमारे पूरे मंत्रिमंडल ने तय कर लिया है की नई इंडस्ट्री को हम बढ़ावा देंगे जैसे कि सिंगल विंडो क्लियरेंस है सब्सिडी जीएसटी में है लैंड में सब्सिडी है जी कैपिटल सब्सिडी है और नई जो टेक्नोलॉजी लेकर नए बड़े उद्योग आएंगे जी उनको स्पेशल पैकेज होगा ये सब और ग्रीन कारपेट हम लोग देने का निर्णय लिया है इसलिए मैं चाहता हूँ कि महाराष्ट्र ये इन्वेस्टमेंट के लिए बहुत बड़ा जरिया रखने वाला स्टेट है हमारे अच्छा इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर है ह्यूज पोटेंशियल है स्किल मैनपावर है एटमोस्फियर अच्छा है और इसीलिए कि सभी लोग आए और मैग्नेटिक मैग्नेटिक महाराष्ट्र में अपने योगदान और ये आपका लोगो है इस बार डाबोस में मैग्नेटिक महाराष्ट्र और इन्वेस्ट करे लुक शिंदे जी दिस इज वेरी इम्प्रेसिव एंड आई होप दैट दिस एमओयूज ट्रांसलेट into um, rail projects in maharashtra thank you so much sir i know you have a flight to catch for speaking thank to you us. Thank, thank you sir thank you